Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Mo DeKeel. We got Brian Smith on the boards. Do not forget, you can find the Daily Ding every weekday morning here on the Athletic NBA Show. And be sure to subscribe to The Athletic if you haven't already at theathletic.com slash ding. Let's get into it, Mo. We have, obviously we're starting with the Lakers because LeBron was incredible at the end of this game. They beat the Sacramento Kings 122-114. to and LeBron pretty much did everything at the end of this game. I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, he knocks down two threes down the stretch, drives on Damian Jones and gets an and one, you know, goes completely ballistic and gets super hyped up about the uh, the and one, talks a little trash to the Kings bench and things like that. He was awesome, had 14 points in the fourth quarter to finish with 31. Like, he, he just said, all right, cool. Like, it was a very average LeBron game, Jared, for the first three quarters, and then he blew up. When you have those possessions in crunch time where he's just standing there with the ball at the three-point line, you know he's going to shoot. I don't know why guys don't force him off the line and just completely crowd him. You know he's going to shoot it. And maybe you're hoping that he bricks those heat checks, but he was nailing those heat checks. And then, of course, he just started getting downhill at the very end. You know, a couple possessions where they kept the ball alive, and he was the one coming in the attack uh, with the finger roll off the glass or getting under the hoop and just continuing to muscle through. But at that very end there, that big clutch layup goes over to Tristan Thompson, probably tells him, good for you for taking responsibility. No, I was kidding. Uh, he probably oh, wow. tells you're, him. You were, you're, you're going for the low blow already. I mean, this come is... on. We got Tristan set himself up for that one. If you don't know what that is, you can Google that one later. But so, uh, but you know what, Jared? I'm not that mad about them not pressing for him to shoot the three because you actually want LeBron shooting those threes, make or miss. The one that bothers me is the drive that they gave up to Jones. Yo, get the ball out of his hands. Jones can't guard him. Send a second man. Like the Lakers are not a good three point shooting team. You know, although they shot it decent tonight, going 11 to 32 and 34.4% from the field. I mean, that was all Malik Monk in this one, but yeah. Right. I mean, you're just like, but just like live with that. Don't let LeBron go downhill on on, on the guy you just brought in too, right? Like don't, no, bad idea. Yeah, I mean, credit to Damian Jones. I thought I thought he did, uh, he did pretty decent uh, in this game starting. He did as best as he could against LeBron James. And you're right, no offense to him. But that's not going to be good enough. Send the second guy. Get it out of his hands, Jared. That's all I'm saying. Malik Monk, is he the second best player on the Lakers right now? I mean, hell, he's playing like he's shooting the piss out of the ball. 6'11 from three. He's in a a, a real special groove overall on, on, on a pretty strong tear lately for the, uh, the Lakers. And this is the kind of stuff... I thought we'd see from Malik Monk. Like, we saw kind of a little bit of a flash of this last season in Charlotte, and that's why I thought it was a good pickup when the Lakers got him. Didn't start out that way, but now we're beginning to see him kind of look a lot more comfortable in the offense. 
Yeah, he was awful to start the year, but since if you go to Christmas where he dropped a 20 against the Nets in a loss, he's had four 20-point games in that span. He had 24 in this one. He had 18 on 6-for-11 shooting against Portland the other night on New Year's Eve. I mean, Monk has been a consistent and reliable scorer for them. I mean, not much else we can say. Like they, That's what they need offensively, right, is somebody that can knock down shots and things like that, and that's what they brought Malik Monk in for, and it's nice that it took him almost two months to start doing it. <laughs> hey, it's better late than never, right? I guess there's two things that stood out in this game. One was at the end, Buddy Heald and LeBron trading threes, and it is always fun to watch Buddy Heald go off against this Laker team. On a night that actually Russell Westbrook was not so uh, destructive, and that's because he had zero turnovers. The Lakers had five turnovers in this entire game. That's a typo. Oh, it's real. They had one in the first half, which definitely was a typo, uh, and then only four in the second half, which was pretty impressive. It was LeBron at two. Now I know that we're living in the Matrix. <laughs> and the other thing, too, that the one, the other thing that stood out for me for the Lakers that I thought was really important for them, Dwight Howard had a pretty awesome game, 14 and 14 in 21 minutes. Really impressive, you know, just just on that end alone for the Lakers, who are probably one of the worst rebounding teams in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, they need some center presence, I guess. And he they were just lobbing it up to him. He was throwing it down. He had like a tip-tap dunk at one point. I mean, he was just crushing the glass. And that was one of the huge areas where they took advantage of the King's size issues. Because Alex Len, he, he was 4-for-4. Four four. He did have 9-8 and eight in this game. But there's always just something with Alex Len just leaves, leaves a little bit you know to be desired. I mean, I know Len left something, left something to be desired. But De'Aaron Fox also was pretty awesome in this game. 30 points in this loss. Like, he did as much as he possibly could. Shot it pretty well from three, two for four. I mean, he's been shooting basically 24% from three going into this game. But he was getting downhill, getting into the paint. I thought he had himself actually a pretty solid game. Six assists as well. You know, like, that was nice to see from the De'Aaron Fox for the Kings because it's been kind of a very up-and-down season for him. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Out in Cleveland, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 110-106. to And it's Memphis game, so that means John Morant was doing his thing at the end. Yeah, Jaw's awesome. First off, I have a theory here, Jared. This one's going to be a little bit wild here. All right, I'm ready for you. I think he has a back-to-the-future hoverboard like built into his shoes or something because the dude just levitates he doesn't jump he just levitates and slowly comes down while everybody else has to deal with regular gravity he's got these little hover shoe things the hover shoe technology in his shoes because he's just levitating that hang time's too ridiculous for me jared does he ever release a shot 
before the apex of his jump. I feel like it's always like he's crashing down to earth and that's when he gets it off. I always sit there, especially like he's had a couple of these really super close games in, in, in which he's made one of these shots where I'm sitting there going like, did his foot touch the ground before he let it go? And, and there's never a good enough camera angle for me to take a look. He hit another one tonight and I'm just kind of like, man, it's just wild though how he's able to do that. But he also did it, came up with a huge defensive play. They're up too. Picks off a pass to Darius Garland, takes that the other way and puts the Grizzlies up four. But like, pretty impressive performance from him considering he did not shoot the ball well. Yeah, he didn't really hit anything, but he just kept getting downhill as he always does. And he, you know, at, at crunch time, he was able to get to that little free throw line floater game. He kept finding guys in the corner where there was uh, Zaire Williams, who had some big shots in the fourth quarter. Brandon Clark had this one gigantic alley-oop where it looked like he got his like entire chin over the rim but you know Memphis just kept finding a way to find somebody cutting to the rim and then of course on the other side Jared Allen and Darius Garland they had that same kind of magic going as well yeah I mean listen it was a really really fun game you know to be honest like the way it had gone back and forth for a while it looked like the Cavs were going to take it the Grizzlies start coming back with it it was you know Darius Garland looking solid you know Evan Mobley was okay not great I felt like just an okay game from him, but Jared Allen kind of picked it up on the other end and just sort of being the other running mate with Garland for this one. Man, this Cleveland team's fun too. Man, this was just a fun game between these two young, like up and coming teams. Like this is this is a bright future for the league with these two teams. Speaking of young and up and coming, I mean Kevin Love. I, I thought he had some pretty big moments in this game. Uh, he had 18 points and 10 rebounds coming off the bench. I'm almost wondering if Kevin Love is going to ironically turn into a six man of the year candidate at this rate. He might, man. He might, and that's pretty wild because there was a good run where it was like he's not going to be happy coming off the bench, and now he's he's that guy. And coincidentally, like I'm sure Melo's chances have dipped a little bit, but it would be funny if him and Melo are competing for six man of the year considering how much they both did not really want to be six men for most of their careers. And it, I, I think it's a lot of fun, but we're also not really talking about a guy we got to give a little bit of love to here, Jared. Yeah, Tyus Jones, another efficient game. Okay, no, but uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., <laughs> That's I figured we were pretty going, awesome, yeah. man. I know <laughs> you threw me for a loop on that one. You got me there, Jared. I got to give you some credit on that one there. But 22 points. The Grizzlies are like 9-1 and one or something when he makes three threes in a game. So he goes three for eight. And you just got to think if you're Grizzly fans now at this point, you're like, that's an automatic win. But he was pretty damn solid for them on that end and being able to spread the floor and things like that. And this was a Memphis team that was without their coach, Taylor Jenkins. And the irony is that he didn't really play much in the fourth quarter and then didn't even uh, hit any shots at the end of the game. But, you know, Steven Adams, I thought, had a pretty solid game in the middle there. And they just got so much good stuff from their bench between Clark and Jones and Williams. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a very this team does very well drafting, like credit to their front office. They're always fine in these young guys. Killian Tilly, none of us heard of him. None of us knew who he was. Eh, I wouldn't go that far, but we, none of us expected him to, to break through into the rotations quickly. Oh, oh, okay, Jared. Well, us normal folks. None <laughs> of us knew who the hell he was. And he's come out there and is balling and making plays out there and things like that. You know, they just do a great job finding guys. Desmond Bain did not have a necessarily a great shooting night, but again, still just another solid player. Another example of the Grizzlies always finding these guys and how to go about kind of continuing to develop them and stuff like that. Just a good, young, solid team right there. 
Last game for us, the Knicks beat the Pacers 104 to 94, and we had some nice symmetry here with the Knicks uh, like stars, I'll say, for RJ Barrett. 12 for 20, both from RJ Barrett and Julius Randle, 32 and 30, respectively. Yeah, and it was fun. It was RJ Barrett in the first half. It was Julius Randle in the second half, really kind of getting going and 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 going off there for the Knicks and, and how they played and how they got everything going. And it's good to see those guys get going again because that's been the biggest problem for the Knicks is those guys, you know, it's not been Kemba, it's not been Evan Fournier and all, all that stuff. Those guys have not been playing at the level with which they played last season. Hopefully this can be the start of something for the Knicks because it is just more fun when the Knicks are good. Oh, for sure. And it's fun when Julius Randle is not constantly turning it over and taking only bad mid-range shots. The Pacers were interesting because they've got an okay backcourt, but in this game, they had Kiefer Sykes, who probably most people hadn't heard of before this game, Dwayne Washington Jr., and then the legend himself, Lance Stevenson, was back, and we had Justin Anderson playing for them. But Sykes had 22 points. Washington had 17 points, was the one attacking at the end of this game. But honestly, every single minute that Lance Stevenson was on the floor was just pure joy for me. I could feel it from you in the text message of just how much you wanted to just like, I can't wait for Lance Stevenson. I'm like, man, it's not the Lance Stevenson game. It's the Knicks Pacers game. Like, no, it's the Lance Stevenson's game. I can feel it from you, Jared. And I love it. And I'm glad that you got that. Honestly, I'm watching him out there. I'm like, why isn't this guy in the league? He still moves decently. He still has that, you know, he's still got that juice. He's still whipping cross-court passes that go into the front row, and you just love to watch it. I mean, he is still and that's incredibly why fun. he's not in the league anymore, Jared. <laughs> His cross-court passes don't hit the right person. Listen, uh, let's, I mean, he was fun to watch, but let's give credit to Sykes. 22 points. Little guy had one of my favorite plays I've watched all year, which is where he was getting into the paint on a fast break and then just kept shuffling backwards all the way to the corner to pop a three. I don't know if I've seen that one yet. That was like a James Harden tribute right there. Oh, no. I mean, like, he at least made that one. Did you see the Emmanuel quickly three? Uh, Not pretty. Off of a fast break where Obi Toppin screws up a two-on-one, instead of quickly taking a, 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 a very tough contested layup, he pulls it out. And in my head, I'm like, good job, young fella, only to dribble to the top of the three-point line and jack a three and miss it badly. And I was just like, oh, no, I can't applaud that anymore. He saw what your guy uh, Sykes did and said, let me raise you one. Gotta love these uh, these non-elite polo point guards trying to get their game out. But you know what? It's a Knicks-Pacers game. It's going to get ugly. It's how we do it. And this show wasn't much prettier, but we got through it. So thank you, Mo. Thank you, Brian Smith. You know where to find us over on the Athletic NBA Show podcast on Apple Pod, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere, including the Athletic app. If you have not subscribed, it's theathletic.com slash ding. Mo, let's go home. Ding, ding. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.